بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our sustainer, our creator, our ultimate protector. We send peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My brothers and sisters, over the past week, and indeed the past two weeks, it is likely that you have experienced different emotions. Most of us are finding that our lives have changed, changed and are also now realizing that it may stay like that for some time. There are many things that can lead to increased stress and anxiety at this time. And if you are finding yourself to be immune from stress and anxiety at this time, then indeed you should be extremely grateful because that is not the case for many people. There are a number of factors and new realities that we are having to face as adults, as parents, as seniors, as youth, as children. For those running households, there is financial uncertainty. There may be loss of income, perhaps concerns about health and safety for yourself and for loved ones, especially elders, our seniors, our parents, our grandparents, our uncles, our aunts, and others who may be at risk, especially if you are a family member of a healthcare professional, a healthcare worker, someone who has to go out and is on the front lines of trying to deal with this crisis and this challenge. Perhaps you are having to manage kids at home with no school, no daycare, no activities for them to go to. And for my young friends, the children and the youth who I'm missing very much, being at home and not having anywhere to go, not being able to go, go out for school, for activities, not being able to meet and hang out with your friends. For our seniors, not being able to go out to see family and friends and even for simple things like groceries or for Salatul Jum'ah and to be confined to their homes. This is the reality that we find ourselves in today. And as we discussed last week, each person is different and will have a different reaction because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created every single one of us unique and different. Each one has a personality, has an attitude, of dealing with challenges, has their own mind, has their own soul. And each one, those of us who are mature, are accountable for our own deeds and our own actions. For those of us who are living with our families, not only are we faced with our own challenges and our own struggles in coping with the situation, but also with the challenges and struggles of our family members and those impact us as well. All of this 
may be leaving you feeling tired, perhaps frustrated, angry, and anxious. And these are all natural reactions. But as with any new situation, whether it's a new job, the first day at, at a new school, whether it's moving into a new neighborhood, whether it's the first day of being married or separated, there can be a steep learning curve. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us, the human beings, as versatile human beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us very adaptable. We are able to adapt to changing circumstances. But at first, there is a learning curve. And sometimes it can be very steep, especially if we are not prepared. Especially if something comes to us very, very quickly, something that was unexpected and that we were not really ready for. So let us take the time, my brothers and sisters, to adjust. It means that it is going to take time for us to adjust to new realities. But it will also require a great effort on our part. For most people, it's not going to come easy. For many of us, there is going to be a great effort required on our part. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed for us will come to pass. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed for us will come to pass. And we can either make it tolerable or even enjoyable for ourselves and for others, or we can make it miserable for ourselves and others. The choice is ours. But whatever is decreed will happen regardless of how we respond to it, whether we take it well or whether we take it negatively, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed will happen regardless. So remember, my brothers and sisters, that this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Mulk, that he is the one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has created life and death in order to test which of you is best in deeds. And he, Allah, is the Almighty and all-forgiving. So this situation that we are in is a test, like the general test of life, which requires the best from us at any given moment. We discussed last week that for the believer, trials and calamities carry much divine wisdom, even if they are changing, challenging and difficult. And this wisdom is something which only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It may not be apparent to us. We may not understand or fully understand the wisdom behind the decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because our understanding and our intellect, our wisdom, is nothing compared to the limitless knowledge and wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We talked last week about how trials and calamities are a call for reflection and reformation. And how this trial is forcefully reforming our lifestyles and behaviors physically and spiritually, and that it should be a cause for reflection. It is very likely that there is a message and a lesson for us and for all of humanity in this crisis and in this challenge that we are living through. Now, among other 
possible wisdoms behind trials and tribulations is that they are a test of attitude, a test of attitude and a means of gaining extra reward and forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that that indeed greater reward comes with greater trials. And when indeed when Allah loves a people, he subjects them to trials. So whoever is satisfied, meaning with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has achieved acceptance. And whoever is dissatisfied, meaning with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will attain the anger of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Thus, my brothers and sisters, we learn that being satisfied with whatever Allah has decreed for us is a part of the test. Being satisfied with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for us is part of the test. Are we complaining and whining and fighting and are we angry? Or are we trying to be patient and trying to make the best of the situation? understanding that we are all helpless in this crisis and that we have to support one another in order to make it through. So Hayyib radiallahu anhu reported that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٍ That wondrous is the affair of the believer. Wondrous is the affair of the believer for there is good for the believers, for them in every matter. And this is not the case except for the believer. And this is only for the believer that there is khair, that there is goodness in every matter. If they are happy, if they are happy, then they thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thus, there is good for them. In that gratefulness that we show towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when matters are good, there is goodness in that for us. If they are harmed, then they show patience, and thus there is good for them as well. Right? So for the believer, there is goodness in all matters. But in order to achieve, in order to extract that goodness, we are required to be grateful when things are well and to be patient when we face challenges and difficulties. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has talked about patience in many places in the Qur'an. But I would like to highlight two places where Allah Azza wa Jalla has given us clear commands. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us clear commands, instructions. The first one that it comes in the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah. Actually, they're both in Surah Al-Baqarah. But the first one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was addressing or was talking about the Bani Israel. And since it is in the Quran, even though it relates to the children of Israel, to the Bani Israel, nation of the past, Still, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned it in the Qur'an, it means that there is a lesson in instruction for us as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ And seek help through patience and prayer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and seek help through patience and prayer. And then he goes on to say, indeed, it is a burden. It is a burden. 
patience and prayer, but especially prayer is a burden except for those who are humble. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives further uh, characteristics, further details about these people who are humble, who do not find prayer to be a burden. These are the people who are certain that they will meet their Lord and to Him they will return. The second command, my brothers and sisters, is a clear instruction to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبَرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ O believers, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing us directly. O believers, seek comfort, seek help in patience and prayer. اِسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبَرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah is truly with those who are patient. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in the first command, emphasizing prayer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that prayer is a burden except for those who are humble and are certain of their return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thus the message is that if you need help, if you need help, comfort, assistance, then prayer is emphasized. Increase your prayer. Increase your prayer and do it in a state of humility. Increase your prayer. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through salah, through prayer, and do it in a state of humility, meaning a feeling of helplessness and weakness. And we've talked about this before. The importance of not just you know making our ritual worship just rituals, lacking meaning and lacking feeling, right? So it is extremely important. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us achieve this state, me and all of us, to have a state of, 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 of humility and of submission and a weakness in our salah. So that is the first message. And subhanAllah, you know, this condition of weakness and helplessness is the condition that we find ourselves in as humanity, as all human beings. And again, it, it doesn't cease to amaze me that, you know, with all the wealth and the knowledge and the advancements and the power that we thought we had, we see that the world's largest economies have grounded to a halt, that even the most advanced nations are not able to take care of their sick properly. And people of power, people who hold power in this world are not immune to what is happening. No one is able to escape and run away to some other place and be protected from this trial. And all of this happened so quickly, subhanAllah. A month ago, two months ago, when this was happening in other parts of the world, we were making plans for March break. We were making plans for the summer. We were thinking about the things we wanted to do. Right? We thought that we had the future in our hands, in our control. And subhanAllah, within a matter of days, Right, a few mere weeks, right? We see that the entire situation, all of our plans have been turned upside down. This is a manifestation of the great power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and also a direct and clear example of our weakness as human beings. So this should lead us to feel humble in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This should lead us to feel 
and realize that in fact, there are very few things that are actually in our control. They are only in our control as long as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to have that control. And if Allah azza wa jal decides to take away that control, it can happen within a moment. It does not take long. It does not take anything from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for him to decide to do that. And when Allah decides to do that, we as human beings become completely helpless. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this easy for all of us. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. You can't escape anywhere. There's no travel and there's no safe place. I was reading an article about a Canadian family on a tropical island. In fact, subhanAllah, I actually had that thought that, you know, perhaps there is some place in the world where a person could go if they were able to travel. Hypothetically, I was thinking, not that I'm going to run away from you all. I'm staying here, inshallah, as long as Allah wills. But I was thinking that if someone decided that they want to go to some faraway place, and right then it happened that I, I read this news article that there's a Canadian family stuck on a tropical island and they're not coming back to Canada. They've decided to stay put because perhaps they feel that that is probably a safer place for them to be. But nonetheless, even there, there are restrictions. Even there, there is social distancing. Even there, they are afraid someone has been tested and the results have not been in, have not come in yet. And it's possible that that person may be afflicted with this disease, with this virus as well. So there is no place, it appears, in the world that a person can escape to. So this, again, our brothers and sisters, should make us realize our helplessness and weakness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his power. So that is the focus of the first verse, to seek help with prayer in a state of humility and thinking of our return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanAllah, every single one of us knows that we have a return ticket out of this world. Every single one of us knows that. It's a reality that no one absolutely can escape. Every single person has an appointment and that appointment will be delivered at the set time and that time is set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So we all knew, we all know that that time is coming. However, all of a sudden that prospect has become much more real, right? So even though that, that belief and that understanding, even if a person doesn't want to believe in it, has always been there. But now all of a sudden that prospect has become much more real. So when we stand in our salah, in that state of humility, with that state of weakness, let us also think of that time. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that as one of the qualities of those people who are humble, who, are, who have humility and who are humbly submissive in their salah, that they are those who know that they're going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are thinking of that and they believe in that. The focus of the second verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us directly to seek help and comfort through patience and prayer is on sabr. Sabr is often translated, my brothers and sisters, as patience. But scholars say that patience is just one element or one form of sabr. And the word patience doesn't capture the full and complete meaning of the word sabr. And other meanings that are associated with sabr or that are part of having sabr along with patience is to have forbearance, is to have composure, steadfastness, firmness, perseverance, endurance, self-constraint, and self-control. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to employ these qualities that we have to bring in these qualities in our lives practically 
to seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala along with prayer and humility. And he tells us, in Allah ma'as-sabirin, with emphasis that indeed Allah is with the people of sabr. So if Allah is with you, then why worry? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's support and mercy and his blessings are with you, then why worry? This trial, my brothers and sisters, is also a test then of sabr and salah. Are we going to self seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And if so, what type of sabr? And how much sabr? And what type of salah? And how much salah prayer will we employ in seeking help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Inshallah, tomorrow night, we will discuss the practical elements of sabr. It's a special online family pizza night at home event. As you know, we often... Uh, have family pizza night. We used to have family pizza night, and inshallah, we will once again, once everything clears up, inshallah, have family pizza night for the community where we gather with our families uh, and we have pizza. Uh, but for the time being, uh, we, since we cannot gather together, inshallah, we will be doing this event online. Uh, we can't uh, offer virtual pizza, so inshallah, we encourage you, if you like and if you're able to, uh, to supply your own pizza to your own family, inshallah, and we can have virtual pizza together and we can have this presentation and discussion together online, inshallah. You can uh, register online. The, the event is free, of course, um, but you will need to register. So please go to canadamuslims.ca forward slash live to find the registration link. Inshallah. And, we, and I look forward to um, seeing you tomorrow evening, Saturday evening, inshallah, at um, 7.45 p.m. inshallah. So my brothers and sisters, let this be a reminder for us to continue striving to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, only Allah can rescue us and guide us from this situation. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, That if Allah touches you with harm, none can undo it. None, nobody can undo it except Him. And if He touches you with the blessing, he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is most capable of everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is capable and has control over everything. So my brothers and sisters, let us increase our remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us continue to establish prayer, salah in jama'ah and your homes, in our homes. Let us increase our optional salah and our dua, our supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our istighfar, seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salawat, sending peace and blessings upon the Prophet Let us show more gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us try to fast more because we are now in the month of Sha'ban, which means that there is less than a month left until the month of Ramadan. Ramadan is just now, you know, less than four weeks, just a, couple, a few weeks, a few um, a days uh, uh, in the future, inshallah. Um, so it's, it's just upon us. So let us try to fast because... The Prophet وسلم, would fast the most in the month of Sha'ban outside of Ramadan. So there is no other month in which the Prophet وسلم, would fast more of after Ramadan than in the month of Sha'ban. And especially in the first half of the month of Sha'ban. And the Prophet وسلم, discouraged uh, fasting as we get closer to Ramadan so that we can recuperate and we can be ready for the Ramadan fasting. So try to increase uh, our optional fasting, inshallah, as much as possible, if you're able to. Um, let us try to uh, stop our sins 
or at least try to reduce them as much as possible. Let us forgive one another. Let us clean our hearts for each other. And let us try to be patient with each other because, my brothers and sisters, our time here is short in this world, regardless of what is happening. Our time is short. And this challenge, this trial, just reminds us of those few days and how uh, of the fact that our time here is short and the blessings and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can be held back if we have rancor against our brothers and sisters if we have hatred for our brothers and sisters in our hearts so let us purify our hearts let us reach out to one another forgive one another and be patient with one another and also my brothers and sisters try to give in charity and I know that this is a time of financial insecurity and financial uncertainty for many people. But try to give, even if it's a little bit, because it's not the amount that matters. It's the intention and the sincerity that matters. So whatever amount we are able to give, try to give in charity because the Prophet ﷺ has said to the effect that doing good to people protects one from misfortunes. Secret charity extinguishes the anger of the Lord, of the Rabb. Secret charity... <coughs> extinguishes the anger of the Rabb of the Lord and keeping ties with kinship increases one's lifespan. So let us try to act upon that, inshallah. You know, subhanAllah, so many people are facing financial hardship, but it's not just people. Even our beloved masajid, the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, many of them are struggling now to pay their bills because there is no collection on Fridays. So my appeal to you, my brothers and sisters, is try to give whatever amount you can to your local Massage it every Friday, especially every Friday. Okay, so whether you're here in Ottawa or any other city, wherever you're from and wherever you're watching from or listening from, try to give. Try to give to support your local massage. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of his houses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of the masajid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took care of the Kaaba when Abraha was coming with his army of elephants. And of course, we learned that story in Surah Al-Feed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect, will manage his houses of worship, the masajid, in the way he knows best in his knowledge and wisdom. But the question is about our concern, right? It is our concern and our intention and our effort that will be proof for us on the Day of Judgment that we had concern that we were worried about the masajid, that we did love the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even though we were not able to go there and worship during this period, we still tried to support them in whichever way was possible for us. So once again, my brothers and sisters, I leave you with an encouragement to be positive, to smile, to find the silver lining, to find the goodness in this situation, and to be grateful. Reach out to each other, offer support, call one another, Support those who are impacted the most, our seniors, the needy, those with limited mobility. Let us come together in kindness and mutual concern. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And whoever is mindful, is fearful, is conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He, Allah, will make a way out for them. And provide for them from sources that they could never imagine. وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ And whoever places their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he, Allah alone, is sufficient for them. إِنَّ اللَّهَ بَالِغُ وَأَمْرِهِ Certainly Allah achieves His will. 
Subhanallah, in Allah Balighu Amri, certainly Allah achieves his will. And Allah has already set a destiny for everything. So we ask Allah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Almighty to protect us and all of our fellow human beings, especially the health professionals, especially the healthcare workers, especially the first responders, the store workers, and all of those who are on the front lines, and especially our elders. Those who are more vulnerable, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect all of them and to protect us, Ya Rahman Rahimin. We ask Allah to forgive us for all of our sins and our shortcomings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us all towards that which pleases Him most. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are in pain or who are in grief and who are experiencing stress and anxiety, Ya Rahman Rahimin. Oh Allah, please replace that pain, that suffering, that anxiety, that stress with happiness and peace. Enjoy, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill, especially our elder sister who has cancer, our brother and sisters locally who are suffering from long-term pain and injuries, our young sister Shafia who has undergone a medical procedure, all of those who are ill or who are at risk of becoming ill. Ya Allah, you are the protector. Oh Allah, you are the healer. Oh Allah, grant them a speedy recovery. Oh Allah, protect them from all types of illness, pain, and suffering. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant us that which is best for us. Oh Allah, please protect us from all that is harmful and that of, that is evil for us. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa bah. وبارك وسلم اللهم اغفر لجميع موت المسلمين الذين شهدوا لك بالوحدانية ولنبيك بالرسالة وماتوا على ذلك اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم وعفو عنهم وأكرم نزلهم ووسع مدخلهم واغسلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم أنت ربنا لا إله إلا أنت خلقتنا ونحن عبيدك ونحن على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعنا نعوذ بك من شر ما صنعنا نبوء لك بنعمتك علينا ونبوء بذنوبنا فاغفر لنا فاغفر لنا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين اللهم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين اللهم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين يا أحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد اللهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والنجاة من النار يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم أصبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفة والعافية اللهم إنا نسألك العفة والعافية اللهم إنا نسألك العفة والعافية والمعافة دائمة في ديننا وفي الدنيا وفي الآخرة يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارفع عنا هذا البلاء وهذا الوباء يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم نحن الفقراء إليك اللهم نحن الفقراء إليك 
اللهم نحن الفقراء إليك وأنت الغني عنا يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارحم ضعفنا واجبر كسرنا وتولى أمرنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم سلمنا وسلم منا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة وعند الموت شهادة وبعد الموت جنة يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة وعند الموت شهادة وبعد الموت جنة يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشع ودعاء لا يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك الرضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم وأصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين اللهم أصلح وال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم احفظ إخواننا وأخواتنا في كل مكان خصوصا في برما وفي فلسطين وفي الصين وفي كشمير وفي الهند وفي مالي وفي سريلانكا وفي سوريا وفي العراق وفي اليمن وفي سومال وفي أفغانستان وفي كل مكان اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون الله سبحانه وتعالى accept from us جزاكم الله خيرا for your attention and for your time please make dua for me and for all of us Please ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue to protect us and to guide us. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive me for my shortcomings. And I, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us all. Please offer four raka'ah of dhuhr prayer at home. Uh, or if there are at least the minimum requirements, which are uh, four mature uh, mature adults, uh, um, uh, mature male adults uh, in, your, uh, in your home, then you can have your own Jum'ah Salah if you wish. Um, it is not a requirement. You can have it if you wish to do so. The instructions are on our website at kananamuslims.ca. Um, but please do not travel, do not go out to one another's homes or gather to establish Friday prayer. If you are not able to meet the minimum requirements in your home, then please do go ahead and offer Salat al-Dhuhr as you would do it normally. And inshallah, 
there will be no blame upon you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the reward as if we have offered Salat al-Jum'ah together in a masjid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to do that very soon. The month of Ramadan is coming up. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma balighna Ramadan, Allahumma balighna Ramadan, Allahumma balighna Ramadan, Allahumma barik lana fi Sha'ban, wa balighna Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us in the month of Sha'ban and bring us and give us the opportunity to, to reach and to witness the month of Ramadan and to offer and to offer uh, prayers, insha'Allah, in the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Wa jazakumallahu khaira subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruk wa natubu ilayk. See you Saturday evening, insha'Allah, for our family pizza night at home. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.